BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Now, qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and, of course, mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean and claim your eligibility for free, your brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, it's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, and switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. All right, glad you're with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. All right, it's like bringing a daughter to work day today. Now, I told you she was going to do this. My daughter's here, and at home, around her friends, it is nonstop talking. She walks in, says hi to Linda, who you've known her since she's a baby. You're not a baby anymore. And hi. Okay. Nice to see you. You know, that, why did I, we'll, we'll drag it out of her later in the program today if she wants to come on. But my guess is I'm going to get the same answers I've gotten for the last, you know, 15 years of her life, which is, you know, she come into the radio and I go, hi, how are you? Good. How was school? Good. What did you learn today? Nothing. Who did you talk to? Nobody. I mean, the same answer. And her brother gives it sounds the like same you when I ask you to break, right? I don't want you doing something. I don't want you to do. What are you doing? Nothing. Well, okay. Are you going to break? Maybe. When are you going to be a, on time? Never. No, that's not a good analogy because yes, I'm a is. talker. I never shut up. I, I talk all the time. As a matter of fact, it, it is painful for my children because when we go out in public, I talk to everybody and I do a talk show 24 seven. I even talk in my sleep when I'm not snoring. That's how much I talk, which is not a lot. You know, I'm telling you, if I ever lose this radio program, I've said it before, it's true. I'm This is 30 years of doing this. This is now in my DNA. Greg Jarrett, I guess he filled in on Friday, and he goes to me, oh, man. He goes, my head hurt after doing three hours. He goes, man, it's, it's so hard. I don't know how you do this every day. And I'm like, Greg, I don't know how I don't do it every day because I'll be driving around, and I'll just, you know, if, if I get fired, and if all my enemies take me out one day, which they're trying desperately and they're paying millions of dollars, 
you know, to literally bring this show to its knees and get me off the air. If they're ever successful, I'm going to be the guy driving around for three straight hours every day doing this monologue to myself. And then I'll interview guests and I'll be the guest and I'll be the host. And then I'll be the caller and then I'll be the host. And you'll bring MK, right? Because that'd be super fun for her. Oh, no, she makes she actually does a version of me, which is hilarious, but she will not. I promise you do it on the air today. She will not touch it today. And she does this other version of what happens when I get pulled over by a police officer, which maybe has happened twice in her life. And it's so full of hyperbole. It's like she blows it up because you take off your hat and glasses. You pull out your wallet and you say, hi, officer, how are you? hoping that he'll notice that it's Sean Hannity from TV. And then I can say, yes, officer, I'm sorry. I went through 100, she says, 100 red lights, went 100 miles per hour. And I, I literally, um, I, was, I, was, I was doing something important. And I'm like, that's such a fabrication. I've never done that in my life. But for whatever reason, she tells the story, embellishes it more and more and more, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and none of it is true. Not one thing of that is true. And anyway, you know, it's funny. The other thing that happens when kids get older. So we actually had a great weekend. We went, I, I, I don't know why I do this, but, you know, because she's an athlete and she, you know, so I will take her for like a Manny and Petty. It is torture to go through and watch that two-hour process only to look down an hour later and she's literally picking it off. You know, we spend the, the two hours and then she gets Linda. She gets mad because I, I'll say, well, do you have two people available? Because it goes twice as fast. One can do the hands, one can do the feet. She thinks that's embarrassing. I'm like, it's not embarrassing. I tip them a hundred bucks each. I'm great. I'm very nice to people. And she goes, you're totally wrong. I'd be mortified. Why? It's mortifying. I literally, because we go to the same place. When I walk in that door. Oh, you go to the same place? You get yours done too? No, but they tried you to. get a Manny and a Patty? Never. Your highlights done? Ever. Your gray looks fantastic. Never. I've never. I, I Listen, I wouldn't let anybody. There's not enough tip money available for anybody to be tortured to touch these. I would pay these to disgust. watch someone do that to let you. Let me that tell you something. Hysterical. It will never happen. No guy is going to get a Manny never Patty. Never say never. I'm never doing it. So I walk in the door and I've gotten to know the people over the years. Is, you know, she goes with her. Actually, she's, I've actually taken her too, uh, her friends, and I just sit there. And it's so freaking painful to sit there for two hours. And I'm like coming, crawling out of my skin, which is kind of my nature. I'm not one of these laid back. Oh, okay. Let me breathe in and enjoy the 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 smelly the smell of lacquer in the air and watch people put their. I never knew what they did, but they make you put your foot your feet in a bath like a bathtub with chlorine in it, and then I watch these poor. You know, I think it's the worst job imaginable, because a lot of people's feet are just disgusting. You know, not. Obviously, my daughter. Speak for yourself. Okay. So I'm watching this. But over the years, I've gotten to know the people at the shop. And they know I tip everybody 100 bucks. And like I'm in a rush. She got mad once because I had three people. I said, we got to look. I got to get out of here. We got to go, you know, here, here, and here. I got to go pick up your brother, whatever. I got to race to this. And she thought it was not nice that I asked three people. But I gave them each $100 tip on top of whatever the stupid thing costs. 
And then we went to the uh, hair salon. And I actually also, then we went to the mall. And then I broke my normal rule when we go mall shopping, which is I just say, all right, pick one store. You can take your friends and you can go in there and get anything you want. The only rule is we're done in 15 minutes. And I think that's the best deal ever. You get to pick your favorite store. You got 15 minutes. There's no limit on what you can get. I think we should open up the lines for comment for women to call in and tell Sean how wrong he is on everything he just said. What is wrong with Ethan? That's the best deal ever. I totally agree with you because if you you. give a woman or a group of women a free credit card and go to any store and buy whatever you want, that's asking for disaster in most cases. No, no, no. I mean, they're all like, I mean, they get a lot of stuff. I'll never forget one time I took actually two of the three that are in that room, I took to Target. And I said, you got 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, this one's younger sister literally grabbed two shopping carts, two of them, and she's just ripping clothes off the rack, throwing them in, throwing them in. I'm like, that's pretty smart. And so we're getting to the – I thought that was – and once the, she did it, then everybody else grabbed a shopping cart. You know, there's only so much damage that you can do at Target. I love those stores. But, you know, at least you get good deals. It's what, what – I'm not saying anything. I wouldn't take you and give you 15 minutes. You go to Tiffany's in First five seconds. First of all, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And second of all, I need more than 15 minutes. Okay, you don't need more than 15. Oh, fact yes, is, you do. Give her 15 minutes on Amazon, and that's a lot of damage. Uh, well said, sir. Well said. <laughs> Why do you, do you like buy used clothes on Amazon? No, I don't buy used. What's the matter with you? I mean, what do you buy on Amazon? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Go buy me some dirty clothes today. (laughs) Well, I mean, remember the Clintons took their old underwear and they wrote it off as a tax deduction. That's what I look for. I look for Clinton used underwear. I'm like, where are some of Hill's recently used underwear? You know, uh, I've lost all control. Totally, completely. But I don't think that's a bad deal. And then, but but I will spend a lot of quality time when we get to the restaurant and I can have a beer and I can order food and then we can have a conversation. You know, when I'm sitting there in the nail salon, what am I going to do? Just start talking in front of, you know, um, there's a line in Sarah Evans' song, Suds in the Buckets, all the biddies in the beauty shop, gossip going nonstop. It's actually funny. It's a funny song. It's a, a, a comical song. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Talk in the body, in the, in the Manny Petty place? Am I supposed to talk there? Or when you go to the, she got mad because I was getting calls, work calls on Saturday when, when she was in the hair salon. Four freaking hours. Four hours in this place. Well, if you do stop the radio show, that is four hours. You could do your monologue in the hair and nail salon. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that'll work. All right. You know, this has all been good because it's therapeutic. And I'm so angry about what's happening to our country. I'm like off the charts angry. I did find a great article as we you get know, started. You know, Sean, I hear that uh, manicures and pedicures are very relaxing for people who are very angry. I'm not a very angry I'm person. I'm thinking that maybe this weekend <laughs> you should go. I will never, ever. I bet you. Ever. $1,000. Ever. That you will. Uh, un- under no circumstances. And I will bring a camera crew. And I'll have four people uh-huh. work on your nasty feet because you're going to need it. All right, let me tell you something. Hell will freeze over. I'm just, it's not my thing. I'm not doing that. I'm never going to do it. Bet you you will. Do, would you do it, Ethan? I would never do it in never a thousand years. Never do it. Years. Never in a thousand years. Jason? 
We've talked about well, this. Well, I'm a little bougie, so there's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> After you go to Coyote Ugly? I'm telling you right now, you, you, you take me to a store, I, it's not going to be 15 minutes. You know me. what I'm worried about with you? Because you are like an encyclopedic knowledge on sports. I'm worried with sports betting that you're going to go off the rails. I mean. Uh, I'm, I'm, when it comes to betting, like I just do the FanDuel thing and that's it. I'm not one of those guys yeah. that's going to be betting the mortgage. You're not. On, on, on a football game. I'm no glad way. to hear that. I honestly think you're going to watch all these people are going to start betting insane amounts of money because they all think they know sports. And there's so oh, many. They're already th- opening up in New Jersey. You can do that. You can do it in New Jersey. Oh, yeah, can yeah. you do it online from New York? New York is going to do it because they want every penny they can gouge out of well, people. Ev- eventually they will. You know, think about they, this. They will. The lottery all those years, you know, if, you know, remember they would have the, the crime families, they ran the numbers. Well, now the government runs the numbers, and they took a monopoly on running the numbers because if I wanted to open up my own lotto system, and let's say I even offered to give X percentage to education, meanwhile, New York educational system is the pits. Then the government take over OTB in New York. Of course, they have horse racing. Yeah, they own everything. But it's not going to do as well as people are thinking because once it goes legal, you have to pay taxes on your winnings. Oh, so you think the underground market will still be big? Yeah, if you win $50,000, are you going to be wanting to pay 25000 grand to the government? Oh, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I think people will do it, though, because, I mean, before this all, that court decision, people were going, like, to islands like the Caymans and betting, and the government figured it out because they can follow the money. I just have no interest in betting on sports. And then you got to worry about, you know, is the fix going to be in? Are they going to, you know, shave points or whatever? That's probably going to be a problem more for college sports than the pros because the pros make too much money. I don't know. I mean, it, it, really, I mean, you're gonna, you're they tried have... to fix an election. They can fix anything. Exactly. They tried to. Fi- they stole. A, tried to steal an election, which is what we've been talking about all day. Yeah, but I mean, a, a low-level baseball player makes several hundred thousand dollars. I mean, you're going to have to spend a lot of money to to. Tim turn, Tebow was to turn hitting a pro over like three thirty, and he was probably going to get called up to the Mets, and he broke his hand. Oh, did you realize that Tim Tebow single-handedly? has brought tens and tens and tens of thousands of people to double-A, triple-A ball. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Mets, I mean, you'd, you'd call them up just to get people. I would have called them up. Yeah, but not only that, he's hitting. I mean, he's really become I, a I good hitter. I give him credit for as critical as I've been of, of him. Yeah, don't for, call Stephen A. Smith today. He well, hates Tebow. Look, for him to not play baseball for that long and— And play it at this hit, level? I, I mean, mean, he has an arm and he can run around, but hitting a baseball is— really difficult oh, and he's done a great job i yeah. mean and you yeah. know what he's I mean, pursuing his dream Michael jordan ever could and he's willing to get on a bus they're not traveling in planes private planes like the pros they're going by bus all right i gotta take a break don't worry i do have important items that we're going to get to today i did find an article uh it's from politico and it's from uh 2013 oh obama was president white house looks to scrub security clearance list oh it's okay when obama does it no. Uh, we'll talk more about the attempts to steal an election in the United States and what we're going to do and who's going to be held accountable. We'll get to all that today. Uh, we have Jim Jordan. Greg Jarrett's book is now the number one book in the country. Just go to Amazon.com. It's out today. The Russia hoax, the illicit scheme to clear Hillary Clinton and frame Donald Trump. We've been right with the rest of the media has been wrong. Sarah Carter today. And maybe I'll grab my daughter and her friends and see if my daughter will talk on air later. So with all the abuse of the president by the liberal media, 
Well, now his approval rating has hit a brand new high, at least in the Gallup survey, the second poll in three days now to confirm that in spite of all the screaming and yelling and hysteria over Russia, 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 the American people aren't buying into these lies anymore. They just, they're too hip, they're too smart, and they honestly understand what's at stake here. We have another poll. New poll finds that three out of four Americans would not support a socialist for a presidential candidate. Thank God. Now that you've got everything else, we've got a lot on this, uh, uh, you know, clearance issue I'm going to get to in a second. All right, let me go to Heather in Williamsburg, Virginia, so I can get a little assist as it relates to how to raise my children, considering you're so critical in there about what a bad father I am. Uh, oh, my God. Stop crying. Oh I never said God. you were a bad father. You're implying it because... I, I would never imply such a thing. You are a wonderful father. Okay. You talk about your kids all the <laughs> That's time. That's not the point. If a 15-minute It is the point. Let's get Heather's point. Since Let's she's talk to right. Heather. Heather, hi. Hi. Hi, I completely agree with you. That is an awesome idea. Short and sweet. You, you, you let them get what they want, and you're not there for hours. I have no problem with that. I know, because it, you're going to have more quality time instead of, you know, do you ever see kids when they go shopping? It's like in the DNA. They just pick up everything, and they agonize. Should I get this T-shirt or this T-shirt? Or should I get this pair of pants or that pair of pants? I'm like, you know, I can't handle it, to be honest. I'm about to, I'm coming out of my skin going to those stores. I completely agree with you. I think it's a great policy, and I think you're extremely generous, and I have no problem. You have my full support. I really appreciate it. All right, Joe, you have 20 seconds. What's up, Joe? How are you? You don't agree, Joe? No, yeah. Uh, We're not taking I, Joe now. Joe's on my side. Joe, you stay right there. We'll be with you on yeah. the other side of the break. Nice talking to you, Joe. My monologue's next. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. You know, um, with all this talk about, oh, Donald Trump, the tyranny of Donald Trump, how dare that somebody like Brennan, who has accused the president of treason, a guy that literally leaked fake, phony, political Russian lies to Harry Reid to disseminate to the American people and propagate those lies to help steal an election. We're going to get lectures from him. You know, I'm stunned to find out. Did you get those two articles? I'm stunned to find out that people who leave government positions, you know, where they were handling sensitive national security information, why did they even keep their security clearances in civilian life anyway? And especially those that have become nothing more than mere political hacks. And I just assumed that those clearances were granted on like a need-to-know basis. And knowing that the former communist, you know, I can't believe we had a communist as our CIA director. You know, why does he, after he's, he's been going after Trump with a vengeance, you know, responsible for spreading disinformation, unverified Russian lies that Hillary paid for, do you notice your media doesn't even care? Do you realize that the single biggest abuse of power, an attempt that the people that literally rigged an investigation to save Hillary Clinton, which none of you in this audience would ever get that type of treatment, 
and then they turn the power of the state against Donald Trump with a vengeance out to destroy his candidacy, out to destroy him before he ever got into the office, that everything was all the FISA warrants predicated on Russian lies of all things. Don't nobody in the nobody on NBC, ABC, CBS. I mean, the wackadoos over at MSNBC have lost their minds. Rachel Maddow was saying the other day something to the effect we have a president that may be a Russian agent. I mean, I, and, and they go after my advertisers. Now, I don't support boycotts. I mean, how, but, but the left is so unhinged they believe this. You know, it turns out that not only does Brennan not have any current need for a security clearance, the fact is he still has a security clearance is actually in violation of CIA rules. Did you know that? CBS News reported yesterday in the case of the former CIA director, the agency holds their security clearance and renews it every five years for the rest of their lives. However, that requires former CIA directors to behave like current CIA employees, if they want to keep their clearance, which means avoiding travel to certain countries and generally living in a manner above reproach. Okay, so in order to maintain his security clearance, John Brennan would have to behave like a current CIA employee. Well, as a CIA director, we now know that he was spreading lies before an election, unverified Russian lies. Fact. He gave it to Harry Reid. When is he going to be held accountable for that? You know, what do you think would happen to a current CIA employee if he started running around the country accusing the president of the United States of treason? You know, would any CIA employee survive? Would the CIA tolerate that behavior? No, they would not. At least if it was Pompeo or Gina Haspel. You know, any current currently employed CIA agent who did that would be escorted right out the door. And literally, they'd never get back in. You know, John Brennan has violated the code of conduct that the CIA requires for maintaining a security clearance, which stipulates that he uphold the same standards as a current CIA employee. You know, you know, time uh, after time, Obama acted through executive orders, even when he said he didn't have the power to do so, he fought for the exclusive power of the executive, revoking security clearances or partisan of partisan hacks like Brennan and Clapper. You know, CNN is acting like it's the worst thing imaginable. No, it's not. I mean, now Clapper's cashing in at this particular point. Tell us, uh, General Clapper, how many years did you serve in the active U.S. military? Uh, and, and how personally irritated are you right now that someone with oh. your background in the military, 30, 40 <laughs> years, whatever it was, is being treated like this? Why is this threat so troubling? Well, look, these are people who are critics of the president. The president doesn't like them uh, because they have been critical. Some of them were uh, served for Obama, so that's another, that's another strike against them. It's a slippery slope. Do you evaluate people who currently have security clearances in the law enforcement agencies on their political beliefs, on their political party? Uh, you had the press secretary there in that clip you played saying that these individuals may have 
politicize the process. Actually, this is politicizing the process. If you remove security clearances from a James Clapper, for example, and you say, you know what, we're not going to bother talking to that person anymore, that, that's a potential national th security threat. Let me read you something. Memorandum distribution. Subject, deterring and detecting unauthorized disclosures, including leaks to the media through strengthened polygraph programs. Uh, authorities, National Security Act 1947, as amended by 2010 Intelligence Authorization. Executive Order 13467, reforming processes related to suitability for government employment, fitness, for contractor employees, et cetera, et cetera. Reference, security executive agent, blah, 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 blah. Un, you know, the irony of all of this, I need page two, by the way, guys. There's two pages to this. You know, when you, when you look at this particular document, it gives us so much in terms of details. Uh, I didn't give you page two. That's why. All right. Let me, let me copy it. Hang on. So annoying when you have to do this. All right. It's not working. Anyway, well, I can just pull it up here. It's just, uh, you know, so anyway, this is James Clapper's intelligence here. This is James Clapper's doing here. James Clapper is literally, you know, sending out documents that suggest that, oh, it's, it literally says unauthorized recipient includes any U.S. person of foreign national uh, without a need to know or cleared at the appropriate level for information including any member of the media well guess who leaked to the media James Clapper and this policy will serve as a strong deterrent to would-be leakers James Clapper signed the document literally deterring and detecting unauthorized disclosures unauthorized disclosures of classified information including leaks of classified information to the media endanger vital intelligence sources and methods and damage international relationship by the way can anyone say hillary clinton here in my role as security executive agent i am hereby standardizing how the topic of unauthorized disclosures is addressed that was clapper and the date is july 2012 so that was his own standard. He's not allowed to get these security clearances. Here's an article in the Politico from 2013 as well. The headline is White House looks to scrub clearance lists. Obama administration has ordered a government-wide reassessment of how almost 5 million Americans have been granted classified information security clearances and whether each person currently approved to see sensitive national security secrets truly has a need for such. And reeling from the, you know, Ed, that was after the Edward Snowden case and the release of some top secret programs. Well, that's all happening. None of these people deserve, after what they did to this country, none of them, and how they all conspired. And, you know, all the people that signed that phony FISA warrant never having done their due diligence of verification. Everything we've been telling you for now almost a year was confirmed on Saturday night, you know, about Carter Page, who we had on this program yesterday. We know we now know that the justification for that FISA warrant was, in fact, the unverified bought and paid for Russian lies of Hillary Clinton, as spread by people like John Brennan, funneled through Perkins Coie, 
hiring Fusion GPS, hiring a foreign national, Christopher Steele, who himself doesn't even stand by that stupid dossier, all to dig up dirt and smear and slander the opposition party candidate and to get into through the back door, Carter Page, the rest of the the Trump campaign vis-a-vis, you know, a guy that obviously if he was so bad, why isn't Carter Page in jail today? You know, in other words, you've got Obama's top ranking spies, top ranking FBI agents putting the fix in to save Hillary from jail and indictment and literally turn the screws to destroy Donald Trump using paid for Russian lies. And everybody's so concerned about Russia. They're all full of crap. These they feign their phony moral outrage. And that's why the president's poll numbers are so good. This should not happen in the United States of America. This is a banana republic. This should this is Venezuela. You know, these are people like former KGB. They hate Putin so much. They're using the same tactics he would use to to disinform disinformation campaigns, lying campaigns, smearing campaigns character assassination campaigns and this time even going as far as lying to FISA court judges you know James Comey Sally Yates Andrew McCabe Rod Rosenstein all signing off on the Russian lie FISA warrant all of them all of them didn't do their due diligence nobody verified nobody vetted and nobody cared because they wanted to take down Trump you know, and they, they all signed off on a warrant application based on Hillary's unverified Russian lies. This happened in the United States. Comey admitted that he knew the dossier was unverified and salacious. That's what he said to Donald Trump. And why did he sign off on it? How does he justify that? How many crimes were, you know... You know, literally, is this not a criminal conspiracy against the United States, the people of the United States? You know, and then you got the Democrats. They all told us, oh, no, the dossier didn't play a big role at all. They all lied to you, too. And the media won't even cover it because they so hate Trump. They act so outraged over Russia. They're all full of crap. They're all full of it. You know, the basis for this 2016 FISA warrant is an untrue document of Russian lies. In fact, everyone who signed off on it misled the FISA court judges. What happens if you lie to a judge? You're in deep trouble. What happens if you obstruct justice the way Hillary did? You're in deep trouble. What happens if you're Christian Saucier and have six pictures of a submarine? You're in trouble. But they get away with it. We don't have equal justice under the law or equal application under our laws. We don't have a constitutional republic if this stands and if people are not held accountable. You know, the first warrant application was the dossier, and so were the the other three subsequent warrants. The FBI used circular reporting with the Yahoo account of Michael Isikoff. Page was never indicted. The FBI, you know, what did they do in this case? You know, we have more questions than answer. Answers in this case, the blatant abuse of power at the highest levels of your government. 
literally to destroy Trump and save Hillary because they knew better than you, the American people. It's all true. They abused their power. We now have all the evidence. None of them should have security clearances. They rigged the investigation into Hillary to save her. They rigged a phony investigation into Donald Trump. They literally, their security clearances, I believe, are a clear and present danger to the country. And the mainstream media is doing everything they can to ignore this story. And look at the hysteria about Russia last week. The lies that they were spewing last week. By the way, the American people see through it as evidenced by the polls. All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. All right, we've got uh, a lot to get to today. Greg Jarrett nailed it. His book is out. It's now the number one book in the country. We're going to have some fun with him when he comes in the studio. He's sitting in our green room right now. Can't hear a word I'm saying. Also, Sarah Carter joins us. Uh, Also in the next hour, Jim Jordan of the Freedom Caucus. He's been on a tear. And there are very strong indications that he's going to run for speaker. And if he runs, I will support him. Because the Freedom Caucus guys have been the single best people at defending our Constitution, rule of law, and keeping promises to the American people. And I honestly don't know if we get half the things done if it wasn't for them. We'll continue. All right, we have some huge, great breaking news. Uh, if you go to Amazon.com on the release date, Greg Jarrett's book is already the number one best-selling book in the entire country. And, uh, well, you're laughing. That's breaking news. <laughs> um, you know, we've been th- – I watched you. By the way, the book is out, bookstores everywhere. It's called The Russian Hoax, The Illicit Scheme to Clear Hillary Clinton and Frame Donald Trump. Writing a book is the most painful thing I find in life. Yeah. I can sit here and yap my yap for the next 10 hours, and it's easy. You know, it, it is, and much as you don't have to you know, refine it and sand it and right. polish it and prime it and sand it again and polish it, and I watched you literally write every word in this book. You have meticulous footnotes, what, some 700 plus? 700, yeah. And it is the defining book on everything that we now know and was verified Saturday night on FISA. But the real story is there was an effort to steal a presidential election. Is that a true, accurate statement? Oh, there absolutely was. There was, as the title suggests, an illicit scheme. Top officials at the FBI and the Department of Justice decided that they knew better than the American public, uh, and they wanted Hillary Clinton to be president. Their only problem was that she had violated a myriad of federal felony statutes in the handling of the classified uh, documents, 110 of them as she stored on her unsecured email in violation of law. She destroyed evidence that were under subpoena. And, I mean, just those two well, acts let's, alone. Let's stop right there. It, it, and you describe in the book, you go over a number of instances beyond Christian Saucier, who I highlighted. Right. One of the reasons I think Saucier got the pardon when he was a candidate, right. Donald Trump saw his mother right. on Hannity, the TV show, and literally said, this can't be true. And and I said, yeah, here's the mother's number. And I and he became very, uh, very familiar with the story. Give us examples of other people that go to jail for far less than what Hillary has done. It was all prompted when Comey stood in front of cameras on uh, July 5th, 2016, and he said no reasonable prosecutor 
would bring such a case, which was a lie. Right. Uh, first of all, it's not even his job to speculate what a prosecutor would do. He is supposed to be gathering well, evidence. By the way, how did he usurp the power of the attorney general at oh, the totally time, Loretta Lynch? Did. Yes, of course. And because she was compromised because of the meeting with Bill Clinton on the tarmac. And that's the principal reason why he was fired, and deservedly so. So I go through the book and show how prosecutors did bring cases that were nearly identical uh, John Deutsch, Sandy Berger, David Petraeus, Harold T. Martin. Uh, the closest approximation occurred just a year before Hillary Clinton's was exonerated, and that is uh, Brian Nishimura, who was in the Navy, and he did just what she did. He downloaded to a you know a personal computer system and devices classified material. He was prosecuted, by the way. Under the gross negligence provision of the Espionage Act, which James Comey specifically cleared. This Hillary is where Clinton they changed the words from gross negligence, right. the legal standard, to uh, reckless disregard. Uh, well, extremely extreme careless. careless. Extreme and careless by the way, right. where did they get careless? They got it from Barack Obama because yeah. a couple of months earlier he went on Fox News Sunday and he said, oh, she never intended to violate the law. She was just careless. So as they're sitting at Peter Strzok's computer, Lisa Page, Peter Strzok and two others. You go through how and you, you go through chapter and verse how Comey contorted the law. Oh, he that did. would have put everyone else in jail. The big the worst case of obstruction is what she did with the Deletion of the emails that were subpoenaed. Right. The acid washing. You know, some some dopey fact checker, whoever checks the fact checkers, goes, Hannity said that she acid washed the hard drive with bleach, but it's not accurate. She never used an acid wash. I'm like, are you really that stupid? Right. But that's the kind and of... And she tried to pretend that... Oh, you know, people, with a cloth, people did that without my knowledge and certainly without my direction. Nonsense. Nonsense, because her lawyers actually remember Comey actually said that the lawyers did not go one by one through those emails about That's right. supposed to be about yoga, a wedding and a funeral. You call this, though, in your book, an insidious abuse of power. My question is, when you put it all together, the crime she committed, the obstruction she was involved in. And then this brutal attack against an opposition party candidate right. that led to her bought and paid for Russian dossier. Right. FISA court judges lied to on four separate occasions. That's right. Who gets held responsible? And if we don't hold them responsible, what happens to the country? In my judgment, not only should Hillary Clinton still be held responsible, as any American would if they'd done the same thing, and others have and been prosecuted and convicted. But I think the people who abuse their positions of power to subvert the rule of law and undermine the democratic process should also be investigated and, if appropriate, prosecuted. And I'm certainly in the latter category. And that would be James Comey, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, Andrew McCabe. And if Rebecca and Baker were involved, they should, too. What about Rod Rosenstein? I played a clip of him last night when you were on the show, and I played it yesterday on this program, of him saying, if you sign a warrant, especially a FISA warrant, right. you know, you're, you're putting all your credibility. You are saying that what is in that document presented to the court has to be accurate. They never verified it. 
The they law, never, the law requires him to verify. As protocol it. requires as well. Yes, and look, when you put your signature on that document, it is a very serious thing. You're vouching for its authenticity, its veracity, and you're doing it under Greg, penalty of perjury. They purposefully took a political document uh, whose own author says is you know raw intelligence, and I don't know if it's true or not. Yes, and they presented it to a FISA court. To spy on an American citizen, they used Russian lies to do this. Of Talk about the great irony. Yes. What are the laws they broke by going and lying to a FISA judge like Deprivation this? of rights under color of law. They violated the privacy rights under that federal felony of statute Donald Trump. of Donald Trump. They also clearly violated the right to privacy of Carter Page. He was mm-hmm. abused because they wiretapped and spied on him. What recourse do they have? Because I've been reading all weekend that I was unmasked and surveilled at the orders and behest of John Brennan. Well, you can file a civil rights uh, violation lawsuit. lawsuit. Sure, absolutely, for compensatory damages and, if appropriate, punitive damages. Would it be against him personally or would it be against him and the government? It would be all of the above. It would be against the individuals. And if I I win, they'd have to pay me. Absolutely. Now, look, uh, you have to jump through hoops when you sue the government because uh, initially they have sovereign immunity. Uh, But that can be pierced uh, because there are specific laws that Congress passed that allow you if you file an administrative claim first. Let's go back to the the lying to the FISA judges and what you call in your book, the fraudulent case against Donald Trump. It's an entire chapter, the fabricated dossier used against Trump. What about the fact that this was a concerted effort? We're also told, I think you write about it on page 103 or somewhere in there about how even John Brennan and everyone's making a big fuss over the the fact that these people would lose their security clearance. But as CIA director, he was passing around an unverified (laughs) Russian propaganda document. Look, these were foreign actors, uh, Christopher Steele, the expert is spy, and his sources, Russians. And so that's the province of the CIA director to investigate uh, whether they are engaged in is illegal Is it his activity. job to propagandize so it, it, it in favor would, of one well, candidate? It would have been his job, first of all, to investigate uh, the truthfulness of that document. And, and nobody did that. Uh, well, I suspect he did and knew immediately it that was it false. wasn't. It was fabricated. So but basically he's he no different care. than the former KGB. That's right. He didn't care. He he seized upon this document as a pretext to launch this dilating investigation of then-presidential candidate Donald Trump to try to defeat him in the election. So I look at you. You basically have pulled the entire case together, and the book is phenomenal. The illicit, the Russia, Russia hoax, the illicit scheme to clear Hillary Clinton and frame Donald Trump. And why do I think, and people write me, that they're worried and concerned that even though the evidence is overwhelming, incontrovertible, all of this is true. We now got validation of what we've been reporting for almost a year mm-hmm. as it relates to the FISA memo. And they're concerned that nobody's going to be held accountable. How do we ensure that those people that did these, if you will, dastardly deeds and abused power that we give them and tried to literally set up a president, a, then a candidate, then a president-elect, and now a sitting president, and destroy his campaign, 
steal an election right. and then undermine them after they lost or to say it another way with their insurance policy to answer your question because our government has become corrupt and dysfunctional by people who possess the arrogance of power and think they can do anything they want the government is only as good as the people who run it and yes we all have our human frailties but our system of government has an imperfection um, which, you, you know, you can't get around. It's run by people, and people now and again abuse their power. And I agree with your listeners that um, I'm skeptical that these people will ever be held accountable and brought to justice because look who is running the Department of Justice. Uh, these are people, you know, the word justice is anathema to them. Jeff Sessions and Rod Rosenstein. Sessions is sort of a pretend attorney general. You know, I think he's in a back room somewhere playing with Legos. Uh, the, the guy who's really running it is Rod Rosenstein, who has demonstrated time and again he is not to be trusted. What does it mean that he signed the last FISA warrant, again based on the phony bought-and-paid-for dossier? They misled the court by not directly saying this is a political document, They vouch for its authenticity and truth when, in fact, it was based on what is now debunked lies, political lies put together, and he put his name to it. It, He said there should be consequences for people that do that. It it means that this will be concealed, covered up. The American public will be deceived because one of the principal uh, players in this nightmare cesspool drama— is Rod Rosenstein. You know, this is a man who should have recused himself um, the moment he appointed the special counsel, Robert Mueller, because you cannot be a prosecutor, an investigator, and a key witness all rolled into one. It's prohibited by the rules of professional conduct and Department of Justice regulations. He has defied them with impunity. All right, we've been waiting for this day. It's the Russia hoax, the illicit scheme to clear Hillary Clinton, frame Donald Trump. It is today the number one book in the country on Amazon.com. You can also get it in bookstores all around the country, Hannity.com. It's in Costco, uh, Costco's and Target and Kmart and Walmart and uh, bookstores everywhere. All right, finally, the day is here. Greg Jarrett's definitive book on all of this deep state corruption and mess that has consumed the country, although the media ignores it. Uh, this book is a a well-documented, well-researched, literally chapter and verse on everything you need to know. It's called The Russia Hoax, The Illicit Scheme to Clear Hillary Clinton and Frame Donald Trump. Um I watched you do this because your office is literally two doors from my office, and I'd watch you. You'd be there early in the morning. You'd be there late at night, and you're just pounding away on your computer. Um, It's your first book. It is, and my last. No, I told you. It was horrible. I would watch you do it. Grueling. Grueling. And most people have some assistance. On my books, I had editors. I had people help me. You didn't have anybody help you. No. I wrote every single word of it, including uh, all 700 footnotes. No, I mean, and it it was part of it was, can I really do this? And in the beginning, I wasn't sure I could. And as I I said, you're going to hate yourself for getting into it. You kept telling me, keep at it, keep your head down, keep focused. 
you know, and so seven hours a day, seven days a week for, you know, the better See, part of five months. You, this is something that I think you learn to like on a lot of days. Like, I've watched Mark Levin. He writes all his books. David Limbaugh watch, writes all his books. And I've been to their homes in the process of it. Oh, yeah. One room in a house will be consumed. Your entire office was <laughs> yeah. consumed with papers and piles and research. And, um, but it really is an important book. Yes. And, and the more I got into it and the more I discovered, which, which is why readers of this book will discover a whole lot they never knew, I, wrote, I became incensed. And then I became angry and to borrow your word a few minutes ago, apoplectic. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was an outrageous abuse of power by people we are supposed to trust to act in our best interests, America's best interests, in fairness and in justice, and they totally abused it. You knew the facts, and I learned a lot. So much I've learned that I've forgotten, but i got to roll. Greg Jarrett, good to see you. When Thank we you. come back, Jim Jordan, Freedom Caucus member of Ohio, he's apoplectic, and he'll explain why next. Uh, was this dossier discredited dossier paid for by DNC and Clinton campaign money. Was this dossier in fact used? Was it part of what was taken to the FISA court to allow spying to take place on Americans who were associated with the Trump campaign? If in fact that took place, that is as wrong as it should be. Uh, we want to know that. And that's why we've asked for the application to be made public. And as I said, we'll be questioning Mr. Ray about this and a host of other issues tomorrow. Peter Strzok is selected to be on Mueller's team after all this history, put on Mueller's team, and then he's removed for some pro-Clinton text messages. I mean, there are all kinds of people on Mueller's team who are pro-Clinton. There's been all kinds of story. PolitiFact reported 96% of the top lawyers' uh, uh, contributions went to Clinton or Obama. But Peter Strzok, the guy who ran the Clinton investigation, interviewed Mills, Abedin, interviewed Secretary Clinton, changed gross negligence and crime to the term extreme carelessness, who ran the Russian investigation, who interviewed Mike Flynn, gets put on Mueller's team, and then he gets kicked off for a text message that's anti-Trump. If he kicked everybody off Mueller's team who was anti-Trump, I don't think there'd be anybody left. So here, here there's got to be something more here. It can't just be some text messages that show a pro-Clinton, anti-Trump bias. There's got to be something more. And I'm trying to figure out what it is. But my hunch is it has something to do with the dossier. Director, did Peter Strzok help produce and present the application to the FISA court to secure a warrant to spy on Americans associated with the Trump campaign? Uh, Congressman, I'm not prepared to discuss anything about uh, a FISA process in this setting. We're not talking about what happened in the court. We're talking about what the FBI took to the court, the application. Did Peter Strzok, was he involved in taking that to the court? Uh, I'm not going to discuss in this setting anything to do with the FISA court applications. All right, that goes back. That was Jim Jordan. Excuse me. That was Jim Jordan grilling Christopher Wray, the now FBI director, saying you can't answer if Strzok in fact, use the dossier to get the FISA application to spy on Trump. And with the, although heavily redacted, we now know the dossier was the FISA application. It was it in total. And that what Nunes was saying in his memo and, of course, the Grassley-Graham memo about, you know, literally the bulk of the application was this bought and paid for Russian dossier. And on top of that, We have people in the government worried about their credentials, people like 
John uh, Brennan, who is leaking to Harry Reid so that they can propagandize and lie to you, the people, in the lead up to an American election to, to literally manipulate your minds with lies, just like Pravda, the Soviet Union. Anyway, Freedom Caucus member, I hope he becomes Speaker of the House. He's Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. You want to know why they've been going after him? Because he's good at what he does. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Sean. Sean, what's funny is that that conversation, that that uh, hearing with uh, FBI Director Ray was last December. Yep. We've been right on this issue sit for, for eight months now. You've been right on this. We've been right on this. This idea that the dossier was the key, we found out over the weekend that, in fact, we were right. The dossier is what they led with at the FISA court. It wasn't credible. It wasn't validated. It wasn't corroborated. They led with it. They didn't tell the court who paid for it. They didn't tell the court that the guy who wrote it had been out leaking information. You and I go to court. we got to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. The FBI should have to do the same darn thing, and they did it. And we saw this coming eight months ago, and we were – and Devin Nunes, as you pointed out, Sean, was, was vindicated as well, uh, the memo he put out. Uh, seven months ago in January of this year. Well, the point is, what happens now? Because we, you know, I never understood, if you take the whole thing, I mean, our buddy Greg Jarrett, his book is out today, and yep. I think the title of the book pretty much caps, captures everything, the Russia, Russian hoax, the illicit scheme sure to does. clear Hillary Clinton, frame Donald Trump, and this is what we know happened. We know it's irrefutable. The evidence is incontrovertible. It is overwhelming in terms of her violating the Espionage Act, committing multiple felonies, and if there were, ever was a case for obstruction of justice, well, I think when you delete subpoenaed emails and you mm-hmm. acid wash the hard drives with bleach bit and you break up the devices because they may have some of the emails on them as well, that's obstruction of justice. They literally bent over backwards to make sure the, their favored candidate doesn't get indicted, and then they turn the power of the state onto Donald Trump, even going as far as to you to lie to a FISA court. Now, mm-hmm. you've got to tell me laws are broken here, because if, yeah. if this is allowed to stand and these people don't pay the price, Congressman, we've lost all constitutional uh, uh, safeties and provisions in this country. Yep. No, I mean, and this, this was key. And who were the key players? Who were the key players in the Clinton investigation and the Russian investigation? FBI Director James Comey, who's been fired. FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, fired, lied three times under oath, according to the Inspector General, faces a criminal referral. Chief of Staff Jim Rabicki has left the FBI. General Counsel Jim Baker was demoted and then left the FBI. FBI Counsel Lisa Page was demoted and left the FBI. And Deputy Director of Counterintelligence Peter Strzok was demoted, had his clearance taken away for a while, and is still at the FBI. Those were the key players. Those are the key players. Well, when does somebody get held? Important investigation. When does somebody get held re- liable and responsible for crimes commi- committed? Because this is all in an effort to steal a presidential election and undermine a duly elected president. At some point, somebody's got to be, you know, I mean, if we're going to go back to 2005 and we're going to put Paul Manafort in jail for 23 hours a day over a tax issue for 2005 um, and he's sent to jail spending 23 hours a day in a a private cell uh, and he wasn't convicted yet of anything, we certainly need to get to the bottom of who's lying to judges and who rigged an investigation to cover up crimes and use the power and the authority of the Department of Justice and the FBI to do it? 
Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. As you know, Sean, though, we can't put anyone in jail in, in the Congress. All we can do is ask the questions, try to get the documents in, in spite of the, the, the stonewalling we get from the Department of Justice, try to get the information and get answers for the American people. It's why we have called for a second special counsel. I don't like him, never have liked him, but I see no other remedy. We well, called for it a year ago this month. Yeah, back in July I, did, I did, too. We called for it. You called for it as well, because how does the FBI investigate themselves? How does the DOJ investigate themselves? Remember what we also learned two weeks ago. Can the president himself different. appoint a special counsel? The president could release all the information and tell the DOJ to give us everything. Why Why do doesn't that? he do that? Every, uh, you think he should do it. I think so. I do. Sarah Carter thinks it's, so. Greg Jarrett thinks so. Everybody that I know thinks so. Why isn't he doing it? I, I, I assume it's people around him telling him not to. I, I don't know for sure. I, I know we've. We have sent a letter from Mr. DeSantis, Mr. Meadows, and myself probably six weeks ago saying we, we should we should get all this released. We have learned that there's information just from the depositions we have taken, depositions we took of, of, of Lisa Page uh, a week ago. We have learned there's information that we don't believe they've given us based on what she told us in that deposition, and we're going to ask them again tomorrow. We're going to meet with some of these folks from the Department of Justice tomorrow, and we're going to say, where is this information that was pointed out in this transcript? Now, I'm not allowed to get to the, into the details until that transcript is public, but we know – Based on what she said, we think there's no way they've given us all the information that we're entitled to have to get the answers that that the American people want us to get. So it is even worse. Two weeks ago, we learned for the first time the FBI admitted that Bruce Orr gave parts of the dossier to the FBI. Bruce Orr, top official at the Justice Department. What, what about John? How does John Brennan get to as the CIA director? To spread unverified, uncorroborated lies. How do you go not once but four times? You haven't verified a thing in that dossier. And in an interrogatory, I've said this many times, Steele himself says it is not verified, maybe 50-50. He calls it raw intelligence. And how is it possible? Rod Rosenstein said famously in May that, well, you, you, those people, we put our name to it. We, we, we stand by it. Okay, he signed yeah. the last FISA warrant. Why is he still in his position currently? He yeah, signed off on a bunch of lies to investigate an opposition party candidate. And if, and if you remember when he was questioned about whether he read the application, the third renewal that he signed, he never did give us a clear answer whether he read it or not. He just went through this long, elaborate thing about how critical this is, how they check it all out. Well, they didn't really check out this dossier, according to Christopher Steele and according to Andy McCabe. He said Andy McCabe has said that the dossier wasn't substantiated before it was taken to the FISA court as well. So I, I couldn't agree more. We're going to keep digging. And frankly, right. as you've said before, every stinking option is on the table. Mr. Rosenstein is not going to give us the information. Congress does have some ability to go after people who aren't doing what they need to do so we can do our constitutional duty, and that includes contempt and, and impeachment. Let me ask you a different question on a different subject. Uh, I have said I'm holding off endorsing anybody for speaker because if you announce you're going to run for speaker, I would like to see you be the next speaker of the House. I'm I'm, kind of tired of the fact that, you know, Republicans, I mean, even on this issue are particularly weak. um, You know, in many ways, the only reason Republicans would ever see any type of blue wave this November is because a lot of these guys never kept their promises. But the Freedom Caucus has been in the forefront of, of keeping promises. Um, are you thinking about it? 
I sure am. And I'll tell you who else has kept their word, and that's the President of the United States. Yeah. We, we tweeted this out the other day, Sean, and you know this. Lower taxes, reduced regulations, economy growing, unemployment at its lowest, Gorsuch on the court, Kavanaugh on deck, Iran deal is finished. We're out of that deal. Embassies in Jerusalem and the hostages have come home from North Korea. You say, by the way, you say all of this faster than I do, and I think I speak pretty fast. Good for you. You should yeah. be in this chair. Um, and I no, should... no, no, no one could take your place. But think about no. that. that. And James Comey says vote Democrat. Are you kidding me? In light of what this president, by anyone. Well, let me ask you about that. Stay right there. A year and a half is amazing. Jim Jordan is with us, Freedom Caucus member, thinking about running for speaker. We'll continue uh, on the other side with him. 800-941-SEAN is our toll-free telephone number. Sarah Carter joins us at the top of the hour. Uh, we got a great Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue. It's the Sean Hannity Show. All right, as we continue, Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, Congressman, um, also a member of the Freedom Caucus. I guess you were the chairman, and then I guess you got dethroned by Meadows. What happened there? <laughs> no, we we had. He better be so quick to jump in your grave. I mean, you, you, yeah, you serve two. You serve uh, one Congress, and then you uh, you you allow someone else. And Mark has been a tremendous chairman, and of course, he's probably my best friend here. And. In Washington, he's a great guy, and, and and I think doing a good job leading our group. I got to be honest, and I say this publicly all the time: I am tired of Republicans being weak, spineless, feckless, visionless, and I really blame them more than I blame the Democrats. Now, this election is really about a Democratic Party that hates Trump. They want to impeach him. This is their agenda. Yeah. They want open borders. Look at how they want to abolish ICE. They want to keep Obamacare. They want their crumbs back. And they also don't want the president to make any Supreme Court nominations, even though that is his constitutional authority and duty. But they don't. Yep. They, I don't think I, I have not heard one positive thing that they're offering the American people. Not one. No, I mean, they're, they're completely out of touch with with where uh, the American people are. Uh, particularly, I think, voters across the Midwest who, who, you know, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, who all put President Trump in the White House who understood that his vision, what he wants to do on border security, what what he wants to do on reducing taxes, reducing regulations so our economy can grow. We're hitting 4% growth, Sean. 4% growth. We didn't even come close to that. Wait a minute. Did you, see, did you see Barclays yesterday adjusted their second quarter GDP prediction to 5.3%? Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but we'll, we'll get the GDP numbers on Friday. I mean, by all accounts, it looks like we're going to at least be at 4%, which is record-breaking. Of course. It, 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 this is Reagan-esque type numbers, and, and the type of leadership I think we're getting from the president is Reagan-esque as well. So th- this, is, this is what is, is I think, going to help the Republicans this election. We just got to focus on continuing to do what we told the American people we were going to do. If we do that, the Democrats and all their crazy ideas, I think, speak for themselves, and we'll be just fine in November. Yeah. Last question. Um, do you think that there are some people I'm worried about? What do you say to people whose congressman is a rhino and they might be hesitant to either stay home? How important is this that the Republicans keep control of the House because the Democrats want to impeach him? No, it's critical. And you said it. They they will if they take over the House, they will move to impeach President Trump. Yeah. In spite of all the great things that have happened a year and a half, they will definitely do that. That's why it's critical we hold on to the So majority. in other words, you, you, you and I are saying the same thing. Even though you have a rhino, weak Republican, you got to suck it up. Yeah, you got to vote Republican because, let I me mean, look what the Democrats, like you said, they want to abolish ICE. Democrat socialists is now the, 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 the key part of their, their, their coalition, their party. I mean, this is scary. So, yeah, you have to vote Republican. We need Republicans to keep a majority 
so that we can keep President Trump in the office uh, and there's not an impeachment process that unfolds. All right, Jim Jordan, uh, congressman from the great state of Ohio. By the way, I'm sorry you went through that smear campaign, and I knew it was a lie yeah. from day one. And um, but you know what? They do they do it to anybody that supports the president. It was just your turn. Yep. yep. No, you you know. what? Oh, and by the way, congratulations. Thank you. I heard your son got married. Congratulations. Yeah, he did. Thank you. Wonderful young lady. Yeah, thank you. No, he probably married up like his father. That's what I'm guessing. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Congressman, appreciate (laughs) it. Thank you. Eight hundred nine four one Sean toll free telephone number. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. You are apparently now on a list, according to the White House, as of two minutes ago. They would like to revoke your security clearance. How do you feel about that? Well, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting news. Uh, I'm, I'm reading it uh, uh, and learning about it just as you are. I think it's uh, off the top of my head. It's kind of a sad commentary where, uh, for political reasons, uh, this is a kind of a petty way of uh, uh, retribution, I suppose, for speaking out against uh, uh, the president, which I think are uh, on the part of all of us, are born out of genuine concerns about uh do you think this is entirely political, that this is retaliation from the White House? How would you characterize this move? Well, I don't know how you characterize it any other way, since, uh, to my knowledge, I have not been presented with any uh, allegation of uh, violation of any rules involving uh, protection of classified information. And so uh, this is, you know, this is a first heard for, 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 for all of us, just as it is for you. What is the process, even in revoking one security clearance? Can you just walk me through well, that? Uh, typically, there would be a formal uh, notification, uh, not by this means, that uh, clearance is being suspended, for example. Uh, uh, you're under investigation because of uh, allegation of uh, uh, so, something that uh, would merit a revocation or, or at least suspension. So there are there is a formal process uh, for doing this, but you know, I guess legally the president has has that prerogative. Uh, he can uh, uh, suspend or revoke clearances as as he, as he sees fit, as he sees fit, and if he chooses to do it for uh, political reasons, well, that's. Uh, I think that's a terrible uh, precedent, and it's a very sad commentary, and it's an abuse of the system. All right, that was James Clapper, um, who, along with John Brennan, are two of the single worst people out there as it relates to it. We, we know now for a fact that Harry Reid was fed the phony dossier in August of 2016 by Brennan. You know, our CIA is not supposed to act like the KGB and spreading Russian disinformation. Anyway, here to discuss all of this, she played such a big part in breaking so many of these stories from day one. And we've been right now for over a year, as now confirmed on this late night, Saturday night document dump. Uh, Sarah Carter, investigative reporter, Fox uh, News contributor is with us. Also, David Schoen, civil liberties attorney, criminal rights attorney, another guy that has been incredible in terms of his impeccable research and analysis on this stuff. Uh, Sarah, we'll start with you. You really, if you work for the mainstream media, you would be getting a Pulitzer Prize. I'm sure that's not going to happen. Kind of like, you know, uh, but the people appreciate it of this country. 
because you are able to literally unveil what is the biggest corruption and abuse of power scandal in our country's history. Now the question is, who's going to be held accountable for all this? That's a big question, Sean. I mean, I think the most important thing uh, for me and for other journalists who are covering what I consider to be probably one of the biggest stories in modern American politics that we've ever seen is, is to continue reporting on the facts and continue to report on the truth. I mean, this isn't about, and I appreciate you saying that about uh, the Pulitzer Prize and and on all these awards. This is about getting the truth out to the American people and exposing what we have uncovered to be extensive corruption from the Obama administration all the way into the Trump administration and against this president. And, you know, it's, it's so stunning to me that uh, James Clapper, uh, John Brennan, uh, who's former head of the CIA, you know, would even be shocked that the president would want to revoke their clearances. I mean, all you have to do is look back at one of the last uh, Twitter uh, tweets that Brennan put out on Donald Trump. He he basically calls the president treasonous. He said his performance in Helsinki rises and exceeds the threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors. He also called him imbecilic. Uh, here's a man who has access to finished raw intelligence, you know, and uh, has a, a definitely is a notable person across the globe. I mean, people know who Brennan is, and he is working against this administration. Why should this administration allow someone who is basically bordering sedition against the president of the United States to have access to intelligence? And not only that, he's working for, you know, he's working as a, uh, uh, for MSNBC as a pundit, and Clapper's working for CNN, and Clapper on the other hand, was the same person who was outed in the House Intelligence Committee's Russia report for leaking information to CNN about about the briefing that was held to both President, uh, then President-elect Trump, and President Obama about a dossier that was unverified and salacious. And he held that, he leaked that information and held that briefing specifically, if you look at the evidence, so that it would be leaked to the media. These guys should have based on everyone I have spoken to, even former officials within the intelligence community, should have their clearances revoked. It's pretty unbelievable. As an attorney, David, shown what laws are violated if you lie to a FISA court? What laws are violated if you put the fix in for an investigation uh, to a favored friend or candidate? Uh, At what point are the laws going to be followed here, and are people going to pay the real consequences? Because if I did any of the things that Hillary Clinton did, or anybody listening to this program did any of the things she did, we'd be in jail if I did any such thing and lie on such a monumental level to get a warrant on another American citizen to impact the presidential election. I would be in jail, and as great an attorney as you are, I don't think you could get me out of that jail. Well, listen, uh, first of all, as you know well know, these applications are submitted uh, a sworn application. So there's certainly perjury, but, and, you know, the lies are important. The omissions might be just as important. And by the way, besides all of the laws being broken, the specific rules of the FISA court, Rule 13, requires the government immediately to advise the court in writing if it's aware of any misstatement or omission in any application. So by the time we get up to the fourth renewal, they certainly know about the misstatements and the omissions. And secondly, Rule 13 specifically requires the government 
to advise the court immediately in writing if any of its orders or authority are being implemented in a way not in compliance with what the court authorized. So all kind of, and again, the process is so scary because it's ex parte and it's the greatest intrusion. As you may know, the Wall Street Journal today has an article calling for the abolishment of the FISA court. Um, if I can, I just want to piggyback on something Sarah uh, Carter said earlier. Brilliant, as always. Um, th- she's exactly right. And the idea that Clapper says it's an abuse of the system for the president to strip the security clearance process is nonsense. It's a use of the system and the appropriate use. Forget it. Put politics aside. These two were incompetent. No other administration would hire them for these positions. Remember, Clapper is the one who removed Iran and Hezbollah from the terror threat list. And Brennan is the one who tried to put us in bed with Hezbollah, saying they were the moderates in the Middle East. They were incompetent. And now they're speaking in terms of treason and all that. They politicized the process and put Susan Rice in that category also. We don't want people like this walking around with security clearance type information. That's it. And it's the president's prerogative. Nobody used executive authority to a greater extent than President Obama in modern times. President Trump has this authority. Um, It's his. It's his prerogative. That's a proper use of the system. You know, I've got to be honest. I mean, I actually found an old political article that actually, and it was from 2013, where the White House of then Obama was seeking to scrub the clearance list. In other words, ordering a government-wide uh, reassessment of, I mean, this is pretty phenomenal, actually, when you think about it, a, a government-wide reassessment of how almost 5 million Americans have been granted classified information and security cl- clearances and whether each person currently approved to see sensitive national security secrets has a need for any access. That's a pretty, you know, interesting discovery because that's what they're telling about Donald Trump. But how does John Brennan or James Comey or Jim Clapper, who have said the most outrageous thing in the case of Brennan, Sarah, didn't he hand off information from the dossier to Harry Reid? Isn't that and, and it wasn't verified? And he's the CIA director at the time? Absolutely. I mean, those are the allegations now circulating in Washington and evidence that we've been able to see ourselves and gather from sources. I mean, this is about a person that was actively working to unseat, and it is actively working currently to unseat a president of the United States. These are people that, I mean, when you call President Trump treasonous, treason is a crime that is punishable by death. But the, but, but, so let me, but, but I want you to focus on this. The CIA director is acting like he's the KGB. He's handing literally Russian lies over to the opposition so that they can spread disinformation and affect an election. That is not what our CIA is supposed to be used for. That is an abuse of power. But on top of that, then we've got the legal side of all of this lying to FISA court judges. Then we've got the you know illegal, illegal activities of Hillary. Then you've got people using their power to literally put the fix in so she would get considerations that no American would get. At what point are people that broke the law in all of this being held accountable? Well, what is the Department of Justice doing? No, what is the Department of Justice? Well, I said last night, Jeff Sessions, your country needs you. Where are you? Where is Jeff Sessions in all of this? He's speaking to school kids today? He was talking to high school students. And they started chanting, lock her up. They're smarter than him. (laughs) Well, I mean, because he's not doing his job. 
And I've always yeah. liked Jeff Sessions. I really have. He's a, you know, he, I always thought he was a good man. He seems paralyzed in his office, incapable of holding these people accountable. If somebody lies to a FISA judge purposefully and the law demands it's verified and they don't do follow the law and they then use the courts to get warrants to spy on American citizens. Well, where is the Fourth Amendment protection of everybody involved here? Right. And with all due respect, you have the fox guarding the uh, chicken coop in the hen house with Rod Rosenstein. As we know now, unequivocally, that he signed off on renewal applications. And listen, by the way, you know, part of the thing, besides just the direct lies and the omissions, that's a problem here because there's no third party, uh, there's no advocacy system here testing these warrant applications. They made claims in the applications that Steele or whoever was credible and reliable in the past. But there's no demonstration of examples to show that reliability, at least that we've seen, reliability or credibility on the past occasions. There were representations made to the court that we now know, of course, are not true. Um, And the court relied on those things. So where's the correction, Um, since we now know that these things aren't true and that other things were omitted? You can cite to this footnote that the Democratic members of certain committees seem to be citing to now to say, well, it was really disclosed. But even if you read the footnotes, the full information wasn't disclosed and it was colored. And the true color and tone of what was really going on was not revealed in that footnote. We'll take a break. More with Sarah Carter, more with David Schoen. They both have literally put their necks on the line, breaking this story day by day and pointing out everything that we now have had confirmed and and literally every single detail we've been reporting you is true. Sad state of affairs for this country. If we don't get it fixed, I'm telling you the consequences are going to be severe. My mother used to always say, you'll rue the day. And I used to, I rude a lot of days. She was right. As we continue with Sarah Carter and David Schoen. All right, so what is the next step here? We've all been saying that the president, Sarah, needs to go out and unredact this information and demand that the DOJ hand over everything. There seems to be a reluctance among the president's attorneys to do that. Why? I'd like to know the same question. I don't think there's any harm in getting this information out. I think it's vitally important. I think that maybe they want to keep the president at a distance from the investigations taking place on Capitol Hill. Maybe they're hoping that that will work. I mean, look, from the very beginning, when the president decided to move forward with declassification of of the documents for the House Intelligence Committee, I think that opened the door. I know Tom Fitton with Judicial Watch was very good about pointing this out, it opened the door for them to take all of this to the court in order to get the FISA documents that we saw this weekend, which were highly redacted, of course, but they were able to get their hands on those documents regarding Carter Page. And so I think at this point in time, the only thing left is to get the full truth out to the American public. This back and forth does nothing good but harm the country. It harms our ability to move forward as one nation. We are so divided right now. The most important thing, regardless of what that truth is, is to get the truth out. And the only way the American people are going to find some rest from this is to understand what that truth is. And that truth is in those documents. It's in the documents that they've been withholding. The DOJ has been fighting so deliberately hard to not turn over. It's in the FISA document that have not, that are still redacted, that the president needs to declassify. And the only person that can do this right now, Sean, is uh, President Trump. He has the authority to do that. 
We know that those documents are going to reveal a lot. Some of the members of Congress have already had an opportunity to see them, but they really need those 19 pages to go public. All right, we're going to have to let it go there. Uh, thank you both for the great work you've done. Sarah Carter, you've been amazing. Uh, and we have a lot more ground to cover. We're only at about 17% of what's coming. I mean, this is this is going to get even bigger. And there are going to be people going to jail. And I will devote every hour of my life to make sure there's justice in this case. Because it is destroying the country, our constitutional republic. It's shredding the rule of law. There's no equal application under the law. And if we don't fix it, that means we're, we're no better than Venezuela or the former so- Soviet Union. All right, when we come back, wide open telephones. That's next on The Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. Toll free, our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. So my daughter wanted to come to work with me today, and I'm actually shocked because when's the last time you've, you have you very occasionally... Why are you laughing? Is this so funny? <laughs> and then it just so happens one of her best friends uh, all her life happened to be here. So she came in and she bought, brought one of her best friends. I'm not going to give anybody's names out here. Now, you guys are in college now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know my daughter well. This is not my daughter who's being quiet over here, is it? <laughs> no. No. And she's really funny and outspoken, right? Yeah. When you uh, talk to her. Right. At home. At home. And she when she's when I'm not there, she's even funnier. Yes. Like how much more funny? So she always makes fun of you. Uh, uh, so funny. Okay, uh, MK, you got to talk. So say hi to everybody. Let's hi. start with that. You make fun of your father? You do. Sometimes. And, and what do you make fun of your father about? That's funny. I, I don't know. A bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff like of the radio. Yeah. All right. And when Obama was president, you used to do this little riff about me, you know? Oh, you don't want to do that one? <laughs> or when I got a couple of times I've got pulled over by the cops, you make fun of that, too. <laughs> no, this is radio. Your hands moving. Nobody can see them. You actually have to talk into the microphone. Or else it's dead air. Talk. You have to talk. <laughs> okay. So, so when she was little, I'll tell, I'll tell your best friends here, she was little and... You know, she would come into the studio occasionally. Um, I had a studio very close to my home, so she would stop by on the way from school. She'd say hello. And anyway, so I'd say, how are you? She'd go, good. How was school? Good. (laughs) What did you learn? Nothing. (laughs) Who did you talk to? Nobody. (laughs) And it was the same answer. And her brother would do the same thing. And I'm like... It's impossible. Why don't kids want to say what their day was like? How was your school year this year? It was fine. Yeah. What did yeah. What'd you learn? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. And you go to an Ivy League school. Yeah. Wow. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, with all due respect, I can't tell. I'd give away the school. They make it really easy. <laughs> they make it easier, but it's still super hard. Well, you're taking a, a heavy load. You want to be a doctor, you think, right? Yes. I hope. Fo- hopefully. All right. And your friend, you want to be a physical therapist. Wow. And I'm asking my daughter, what would you like to be when you get bigger? I don't know yet. You know. All right. But she is two years younger. She's young. I wouldn't know if I was You didn't know at that age? No. All right. So what is life like with your father at home? It's okay. (laughs) Do you even really know what I do for a living? Kind of. Kind of. So... MK, listen, this is a moment, all right? It's a very rare moment that you're having right now. Your father is giving you an open microphone to tell America America. what he's really like. And you're saying, it's okay. 
I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. This is your moment. Use it. Tell yeah. him the truth. Oh, Tell great. him how much salt he uses on his food. It's oh, inappropriate. Boy. Wait a minute. She's worse than me with the salt. Well, there you go. There's, see, you gave that on to your child. You should feel guilty. No, she got that from her mother. No, I'm the salt addict. I you am. are a salt addict. She's worse than me. But I, she doesn't have to take high blood pressure. MK, do you think that your father is competitive? Yes. How competitive do you think he is? Very. <laughs> What's he like on the tennis court as a sideline? Is he a helicopter parent? Yeah. What's he like? Is he like, MK, darling, swing the racket. That's no. a good job. No, what's he like? Tell us what he's like. Tell him. Super intense. <laughs> I'm like, no, because she's like, you know, off in la-la land. I'm like, focus! <laughs> you know, she, you know, she's playing a match against, like, some really good player. She's a good player. But all the girls all in there girls, are tennis players. They're all tennis players. And then I'm literally sitting there, and then she's doing great, and then she just disappears for four games. <laughs> It's like it's like an invasion of the body snatchers, and she just decides, oh, I got this in the bag. I'll just rest now. <laughs> so, MK, tell me, have you ever thought about being a radio host? Mm, I mean, no. Because you're doing really good right now. I mean, I, I, I can't get a word in edgewise, I'll tell you. It's, it's overpowering. You've never, have you thought of anything you really want to do? Um, no. But why do you, you like fashion a lot for some reason? <laughs> Maybe when I was younger I did. Oh. Yeah, Dad. That's not what we're into anymore, okay? <laughs> Pay attention. Okay, we're in tennis. You want me to jack her phone and start like spying on her? Ew! First of all, no. He has done that. I've absolutely <gasps> done that. It's my phone. Sean! In my name, I own it. And I can do what I want with my Okay, phone. just for that, MK, you need to start sending some really inappropriate stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to be watching. I'll yeah. tell you what to say. Don't worry. I'll give you all the text before you leave today. <laughs> All right, but who's the guy that gives you everything you want? Do I ever say no to anything you want for the most part? No, but no. sometimes. Like what about uh, what about no I said? dating, no makeup, no, no ear piercings, no <laughs> tattoos. Ask, ask for far more dogs. I, I had to force her to get her ears pierced. Like she was fourteen. And now I want my second one, and he and said no. And that's not happening. <laughs> Why not? And she's not getting she's not getting a second ear pierced. Nor what happens if you ever got a tattoo? What did I tell you I do? It's illegal. It's illegal. I would. Ask <laughs> I said I would acid wash it. It's illegal it in the Hannity house. It's illegal. I said this I'd have it lasered. Not okay. My dad said he'll, he'll cut the limb off where he it is. He said that? Yep. Oh, he's got more guts than I do. Well, aren't he's you going to really be a doctor? Pregnant. You can put it back on. It'll be fine. Exactly. You can reattach it. <laughs> you stitches. Um, but none of you want tattoos, do you? No. Oh, that's right. Ask them on national radio if MK? they want more piercings <laughs> no. and tattoos. No. Um, all right. So, what, so for the most part, I give you everything you want. Yeah. And I have a couple of rules. Mm -hmm. My rules are not that difficult. If you're going to be very blunt here, right? No drugs, no drinking, no boys. Mm -hmm. And then the golden rule, which is to love God and your neighbor as yourself. How many times have you heard me said those four rules? Many times. Like a million times. Mm -hmm. I don't think those drugs are honor onerous in any way. Okay, I, I think, think you should give them. us an impersonation of your dad. All right, go ahead. I hear you do a very good impersonation. Oh. I can't. Act like you're opening the show. Like it's 3 o'clock and you're opening the show. Yeah, go ahead. No, you're not going to do it. <laughs> Why is it that you're such a different person behind the scenes and then all of a sudden this microphone goes on and you just get quiet? Because that's not, I mean, in person, like when she walks in here, hi, Linda, hi, that's not the girl I know. It's like once she opens up, Courtney, back me up here. Yes, she All is the out time. of control. She never shuts up. So funny. And she's going to leave here, and she's probably going to make a thousand jokes about how awful I am. Yep. 
First time I met her, she never spoke. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And now she can't stop talking. That's true. So, MK, why is are you shy at first, and then you need to get to know somebody? Yeah. yeah. Do you want me to introduce you to the mic microphone? That's MK. <laughs> MK, that's the microphone. Exactly. Microphone has been with us for many years. He's lovely. I think you could talk to him just fine. Uh, I think she does just fine. All right, so now the only big question now we have at home is, you know, soon, one of these, you know, many months away, she's going to get a license. She wants to get a license. Oh, God, help us all. I know. <laughs> And then, she, then I'm like, well, what kind of car do you want? And she starts mentioning every expensive car. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to get her a used piece of junk to start. And you're saying, well, Dad, all my friends' parents are getting them new cars. Did you get a new car, CB? No. no. Did you I get a new car, Sam? My dad's car. You got your dad's car. I'll give you my car. I'll give you the Escalade. It's too big. It's too big. You don't want that car. You'd be embarrassed. Is, no, it's just it's harder to drive. Isn't it true at this age you're kind of embarrassed to, like, be seen with me now? No. A little. Just say You can say it. Sometimes. Sometimes. What do I do that's so embarrassing? Um, The other day, oh, you, <laughs> we were in oh. the um, nail salon, and you um hired four people to do my nails. <laughs> and then... Well, the reason is... Because I've taken you to the nail salon a lot, right? Yeah. Okay. It takes two freaking hours in the nail salon. So if I hire four people, I get it done in a half hour. Yeah, but that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing to you. Is it just two enough? Can I get like one to do the feet and one to do the hands? Is that too many? I mean, one's fine. One's fine. Um, what else do I do that's embarrassing? Um, you talk on the phone really loud, like you scream at people on the phone. <laughs> oh, you mean like I'm on radio? Yeah. Like you come in. You this... know why he does that, right? Why? Because he's deaf. He can't hear anything. By the way, you know who I can't hear the most is her. Well, yeah, she whispers. Oh yeah, no, not in real. No, I hear beyond a whisper. Trust me. There's a, but like she'll be talking out the other window if we're driving in the car, and I'm like, no, point your voice in my direction, right? <laughs> we were having a group conversation when we were in Europe, and there were a lot of protests, and no one could hear anything. So we're in this group, and Sean's like, okay, now tell me what you guys want to do. And everybody's talking. He goes, okay, could the person talking just stand directly next to me? Because I can't hear what any of you <laughs> yeah. are saying. I was like, this is mortifying, boss. I'm like, oh, my God. It's so really bad. She's trying to get me to get hearing aids, and I'm not going to do it. It's a very good look. <laughs> <laughs> well, MK, if I put, you, have you heard how loud, loud my headphones are? Yeah. Yeah, pretty loud, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Do, do I do any? Am I not a nice dad? I mean, you you portray me to be a horrible person. I no. just think it's normal when you become your age later in teen life. Then you, you kind of want your independence and you don't want your dad around anymore. True or false, girls? Eh, maybe. Maybe true. Not well, really. Well, she seems to not want her dad around <laughs> so much. Wait till she goes to college. No, no, no. She's nice to me, like in private. But then when her friends come around, it's like, oh, no, he's going to talk and talk and talk to my friends. And I just ask, where do you think going to go on to college? How's you doing? How's school? You know, and then if I you've been on one of my shopping sprees, right? right? Yes. So I take I take MK gets to take her friends and we go to a, a mall. Let's have MK tell the story. MK, what's it like to go on a shopping spree Sorry, with your pops? Um, he takes us. To a mall, and he gives us 15 minutes to get whatever we want. Is it with you with the time? Haven't you heard of quality time? Four people for nails, 15 minutes for shopping? What's wrong with you? But then we spend a lot of time eating. I mean, I'll sit in a restaurant. (laughs) Oh, God. Because I can at least have a course. Don't you know we're women? We don't eat. 
Okay. We're all starving. Think about this. You get <laughs> you and your friends get to pick one store, and I'll take you to that store. You have 15 minutes. No, I need like an hour. Hang on. You can get anything you want, and I'm going to pay for it all. How do I know what I want? I only had 15 minutes. You I got to look at one shirt. On. Didn't, remember the day we went to Target? Yes. You can't Rachel? try anything on, though. Oh, Thank you, I, Courtney. So just, I, well, you, well, your sister, Rachel, literally filled a basket <laughs> in 10 minutes. <laughs> And then she sold we that stuff on eBay because she didn't want it. Because I don't like to sit in a store and go shopping all day. No guy wants to go shopping all day. But we make sacrifices but I for make our it children, fun. Sean. Okay, but I make it fun by saying you can get anything you want. You just got 15 minutes to do it. Now, MK, is it fun? Yeah. It's fun. And don't I and you bought an ex, you bought expensive items sometimes and I even bat an eyelash. From Target? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've gone to the last time I think you and Sophie went to the pink store. Remember that? Yeah. And she's smart. She's like loading up the cart. All her friends are loading up the cart. MK's looking. Does this fit? I'm like, who cares if it fits? Put it in the basket. What is she gonna do with it if it doesn't fit? Throw it out. What am I going to do What's the with matter it? with you? This is not no. Oh, I, you, you do not. No guy, Ethan, back me up here, wants to go to the mall. No guy wants to go shopping and watch you pick it's up. It's not about what you watch want. Watch my daughter pick up every single item in the store and <laughs> ponder whether or not she needs this. That's why they have the massage chairs in the mall for the men. No, they don't have them with the mall we went to on Saturday. So this Saturday, let's think about what we did. We went. Manny Petty, and then we went to the salon. The salon was four hours. Little pieces of tinfoil, one after another after Beauty another after time, another. Beauty takes time, my friend. And then, then we went to the shopping mall, and this time I put no time limit on it, did I? That was the first time. No. Nope, and I just sat outside of every store. She'd come out and say, can I borrow your credit card? I said, sure, here. And then she'd buy something, and I'd go to the next store. And then I'd sit MK, outside. MK, what's your favorite store? Um... Probably um, Urban Outfitters. Okay, so Urban let's Outfitters? make an on-air deal. <laughs> oh, Urban Outfitters. To is it outfit? not Urban Outfitters? Is it something else? Is it like Hollister? Or... No. Lululemon. I, I, yeah, I like whatever that is. <laughs> Yoga stuff, duh. Yoga stuff, duh. Okay, I'm such a dummy. So, so Lululemon or Urban Outfitters? Which one? Um, Urban Outfitters. Okay, so Urban Outfitters. You're going to make an on-air deal with your dad that the next time you go out. He has to spend one hour in Urban Outfitters. Wait a minute. Stop for a second. I spent an hour and a half on Saturday night at the mall with her. And I didn't her... say the mall. I said one store that no, she no, no. can peruse and look at things and try them on, and you will do it with her. I did it. No, I... MK, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Do you rather do that or go car shopping? Both. Both. <laughs> okay, I will do both and be a good father. You heard it, America. One hour in Urban Outfitters with his Why daughter. Why don't you give the date and time so every psychotic liberal in the country can show up and I would and never do that me. to MK. <laughs> I would never do that to MK. Yeah, but, you know, it's like, Linda, we're broadcasting in Singapore. We're in room 422. First of all, I did not say the room. All right, kids. I hope you had fun. You're now t- radio stars. I, I, you know what's the worst thing? You're going to leave here, and she's going to go, yep, not shut up. All right, love you all. All right, am I a good dad? Yes. All right, well, you're the best daughter ever, and I love you so much. Aww. Okay? All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, Devin Nunes, he's on Hannity tonight. 
the man at the center of these lying Russian dossier warrants, Carter Page, also Greg Jarrett with his new book, Mark Penn, the Democrat that agrees with us, Sarah Carter, Kimberly Strassel, Dan Bongino, and Sebastian Gorka. I can't do better. And an opening monologue you don't want to miss. 9 Eastern tonight, Hannity, Fox News. Hope you'll join us. We'll see you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey, Sean Hannity here, and there's so much happening around our country. Crimes happening in your own backyard. Listen to the story of Bob Brayton. Now, Bob was at home when an intruder physically forced his way inside. Now, luckily, Bob was able to grab his burner, and he used it to backpedal the man right outside and off of his property. Now, it's legal in all 50 states. No background checks required. They ship it right to your door. Go to burner, B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. And if you do that now, you get an exclusive 10% discount. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.